So I've been able to develop these funnels to figure out a way to have clients organically find me as well as do some cold outreach and target larger property managers um, and convert them from their ma- their current management over to my manager. That's what allowed us to scale. And, so that, and that's what we want to get into because that's, yeah. that's, that's the juice. It's how, yeah. how do we get... <clears throat> Co-host clients. How do you? How did you yeah. get co-host clients? Yeah. Initially, and then mm-hmm. how do how do we get them today? Welcome to the Short Term Rental Pros Podcast. Knowledge, experiences, and actionable takeaways from those who are killing it with short-term rentals. Here's your host, Jeremy Warden. We are live with the Short Term Rental Pros Podcast. We are here in Nashville, Tennessee at the str wealth conference uh, the last few days have been a lot of fun uh, i'm not gonna lie last night was a lot of fun and you know i don't know if my energy is where it needs to be this morning but i'm gonna give you guys all i got because today i'm with my boy austin uh austin is a floridian you can tell if you're watching this by his by his tan <laughs> he has gotten a lot more sun lately than than i have in in new york and austin is going to help you guys today get more co-host clients, uh, optimize your properties, and succeed with short-term rentals in 2024. So I'm super excited to be here with Austin. Man, tell me about yourself. How'd you get into short-term rentals? And yeah. you know, how'd you get the uh, portfolio you've got today? Yeah, brother. Well, first off, thank you for having me on the show. It's good to fucking finally see you, man, in Nashville. Uh, we had a long night last night, so I'm glad that we're, we're up and Bright and early, and uh, shooting this podcast today. We were on the rooftop, rooftop yeah. overlooking the city yeah, of yeah. Our, our friend Ryan, who's been on the podcast, accountants. Yeah, uh, he's his Airbnb. He had a little shindig, a little party. So yeah, he had a little open bar too. So yeah, it was, it was dangerous. a good time. It's been a few to too many open bars. Of, uh, <laughs> I must say, you, you see Ryan, man. There's always an open bar with that guy. But um, yeah, brother. So let me, uh, I'll break it down a little bit. Uh, give you a little bit of background. So I started um, investing in uh, long-term rentals in Chicago back in uh, 2019. So I had just like graduated college, uh, was working in corporate America, and I just um, kind of like very early on in that journey, I was just like, dude, this is like it's not what I envisioned for myself. Uh, commuting to work, working nine to five, only having like the weekends off, and um, only making like seventy thousand dollars a year. And I was kind of just like, all right, I got to figure a way out of this. And uh, dove into like a lot of books, a lot of podcasts and found real estate along the way and um, realized, hey, look, there's already a blueprint for real estate. Let's uh, let's try to figure out this, uh, this step in the journey. And so um, I ended up uh, three months later, ended up buying a, a house hack. It was a uh, it was a three flat, or it could be known as a triplex. A three uh, flat? What are you British or something? Yeah, dude, what the heck is that? Dude, they call that they call it flats apparently in the Midwest or even Chicago. It uh-huh. caught me off guard too uh, <laughs> when I heard that for the first time. But yeah, so moved in there, um, house hacked that. Uh, after like five months, um, I was able to pull out like 150k, um, just because like appreciation was going up, and I pretty much gutted the whole place. So um, that really allowed me to then um take uh what i learned there and go back to florida because COVID had just hit and as you know winters up north are incredibly difficult to to deal with uh so went back to florida started buying short-term rentals down there um bought them in a few different cities you may know uh west palm beach hollywood uh tampa area 
And I uh, kind of just ended up growing the portfolio there. And then uh, interest rates started going up, like everybody knows. And I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and transition over to uh, managing other people's Airbnbs and just keep the cash flow going on. So this is a little bit about like how I started and, and where I'm at today. Got it. So you started in the Midwest, which is where you were living at the time. Your corporate mm. job brought you mm. to the Midwest? Yeah. So I was actually, I was a Miami boy uh, for a while, always lived in Florida. And I was like, you know, I want a big city. I either want to go to New York. I want to go to Chicago. Didn't, didn't. Yes, you guys listening. Miami's not a big city. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a little beach town. <laughs> yeah. Just a little beach town, you guys. Not much going on there. No, all jokes aside. Yeah. I wanted to go somewhere new. So I was like, you know, I'm going to take my take my life to Chicago and uh, move there in the summertime. Beautiful. November hit. And I was like, why the hell did I move to Chicago? It was just uh, it was way too cold. OK, so you moved to Chicago. It was yeah. cold. Was mm-hmm. it also like it's cold? I'm working this corporate job. Yeah. Not my favorite thing in the world. Perhaps there's like another there's an alternative to this. Yeah, so I guess. What was like the light bulb move? Yeah. The light bulb moment that pushed you into real estate, short-term rentals, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And then what was the point? I guess going from there, that realization, what got you to the point? I'm assuming you you've quit your, yeah. your full-time yeah. job to this point. Yeah. What yeah. got you to that point? Yeah, brother. So it was um so the best way to describe this, so, so you you were in sports, you played college basketball, and I was going through a rotational program in wealth management for the bank at this time. And there is uh there was a gentleman, uh, I don't really remember his name, but he was in his mid fifties and he played um professional football um, back in the day. And I just remember looking across, uh, the desk at him and he just always had his head down, just always kind of sad and, and kind of depressed, um, a little bit. And I just kind of told myself, I was like, I never want to be in that situation. I want to figure out a way to do that. So a week later I'm walking from, it's called the loop or the train, um, to my office. And I kind of just stop in my tracks one day and I just look around and there's people in their thirties their forties, sixties, and they're all doing the same thing as me. They're like commuting to work, working this this job, and then going home to enjoy two days off um, every single week. And that was really my aha moment. And I just stopped there. And I just said, hey, look, if I don't do something to change right now, then I'm going to be doing this for the next 40 years until I retire. So that was kind of like my push into entrepreneurship. And then along the way, through books and podcasts, I found real estate. And then it was a snowball effect after that first property. Uh, yeah, before this podcast had even started, Austin had listened to it. And uh, his <laughs> aha moment was... Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, um, okay, cool. Yeah, so man. you first initially leveraged that corporate job, that yeah. W-2, to start mm-hmm. buying. You were buying in the Midwest. So I'm going to take a gander here that the purchase yeah. prices were not no. too high. Interest rates were yeah. low. Yeah, so the barrier dude. to entry was not. Exactly. I think it was, uh, so my interest rate was like 2.75 or 3%. Purchase price was $320,000. Um, so I was able to get into there for like twenty grand. So I just did an FHA loan. Yeah. Well, back in the day, they had like a conventional loan that you could like um, house hack with 5% down. Oh, okay. So the the PMI like fell off. So I didn't have to like refinance. Yeah. Or, or, FHA, you've got a bunch of fees and stuff. Yeah, that are exactly. On it. Granted, in hindsight, I'm actually totally off topic here. But, yeah. um, you know, we had some properties that we were like kind of ideating between yeah. FHA versus conventional. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that we saw the fee schedule on the FHA yeah. and it yeah. got really high and we were like, oh, conventional you know mm-hmm. we're gonna uh for like you know similar house yeah. hockey situations but i'm hindsight i'm like dang fha loans can be assumed yeah and exactly right now, <laughs> sell their property with like the fha loan as yeah. an asset mm-hmm. and i'm like damn not i would never have thought about that at the yeah, time I know, and obviously i didn't but i'm like oh, in hindsight exactly fha because people literally are, yeah. feel like 
paying a huge premium on mm-hmm. on properties just yeah. because they can assume someone's FHA loan. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you, you see that with the uh, VA loans as well? Yeah, you're going to see VA so loans. low as yeah. well. And they're like 2% loans. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, I got to get some of those. Yeah. How do I find the, all <laughs> my, the... My brother's got... Uh, he's, a, he's in the military, so he's okay. got himself a couple couple of VA loans. Yeah. And what's great with those, because the interest rate is so low, you can... Uh, if you're trying to help somebody find a property to buy, like their purchase price is so much higher because that interest rate is so much lower. You know, I didn't think about that too, uh, but a buddy was um, was looking at uh, buying a property with a VA loan, and he brought that up to me. So yeah, yeah, ways to leverage yeah, the yeah. system exactly. So okay, so you started buying yourself. Yep. Uh, you got your first. Did you short term rental that first house hack or what? what no. So that one. Um. So I lived in that top unit with my girlfriend at the time, and then um, I was personally trying to rehab the bottom two units myself. And I learned very quickly, I'm not handy. I was getting frustrated and it was like impacting my relationship. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to hire a contractor, hired a contractor, paid a stupid amount of fees. And then for the the first one, and then when I went to the bottom one, um, I ended up finding a handyman. It was like... Yeah. My, Miami like, boy can't can't use a hammer. Yeah, he's, no, uh, I can't, he's, man. He's, uh, he's, he's going to kiteboard. You just see me trying to put down the LVP. I'm like cursing down there. I'm yelling, <laughs> like banging my hands up trying to fit pieces together they're not matching i'm just like dude i gotta i gotta yeah yeah hey you learn you you learn you learn what you're good and what you're not good yeah exactly but i've seen you i've seen you on social media actually putting in like the sweat equity on the properties too i have like but i'm not i'm not gonna act like i'm like i get how it works Uh you know so i'm like but in terms of you know fitting that fitting Mm -hmm. the the little pieces and the patience of like exact Uh precision on things like I've got, I don't have patience. You don't have it, dude. That, that was my thing, too. I'm just like, drive me to drink, man. I mean, like, dude, this piece won't fit. I'll I'll try to... <laughs> I like demoing. Yeah. Just, that's fun. Just yeah, yeah, like slant hammer out. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the good part. They're like, oh, we're going to try to find somebody to put everybody... demo something. I'm like, nah, dude, give me... nah, come here. Yeah, give me a sledgehammer. And then we can blow off some steam, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that says something else about it. Dude. That's another topic. Or deeper issues, right? Exactly. Okay, uh, so mm. got that house hack, started real estate, you started seeing, I'm assuming you said like, oh, this is this this is no joke. Yeah. You know, did you, and the, that I guess from there from that first one, <laughs> what got you to the second one? Like what was yeah. uh, how'd you get in the short-term rentals after yeah. uh, the house hack? Yeah, dude, so when I moved down to um when I moved, cause that first property, when I moved out, I'm cash flowing about $2,000 um, a month. Which so, is insane for yeah, a long-term rental. I know. Rental. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. So I go down to Florida. So I'm looking for long-term rentals. And I'm just like, dude, these numbers don't make sense because that same property I was buying in Chicago is like $500,000, $600,000 in Florida. Yeah. So numbers, I was like cash flow, maybe a couple hundred dollars. I'm just like, dude, this is it's not what I want to do. So my real estate agent at the time had a short-term rental. And uh, dude, she was like, she was doing like a stupid amount of um like money. And this is like right before SDRs kind of blew up. So like 2020, like right on the, like the verge. And I'm just like, dude, like, so I told her, I was like, hey, look, I want to try to find a purchase price around like $400,000. Um, and I, I want to be able to make $2,000 a month in, in, in net income. That's what I'm doing in Chicago. I just want to do that out here. And she just like laughs. She's just like $2,000 a month, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you're going to do so much more. I'm just like, all right, well, I'll see it when I believe it. So she's showing me like her Airbnb. I'm just like, all right, well, I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to take this chance real quick and buy uh, this first first short term rental, do the rehab um, as well as buy all the furniture. I do I use Facebook Marketplace because I'm being cheap at the time. Don't I've, know I've been there. I don't know anything about short term rentals, so I'm just like, you know what, buy everything. That, yeah, <laughs> I'm picking everything up myself. 
doing a little bit of the labor myself, hire the handyman to put everything together. And then um, we launch um, like Easter time. And then two days later, I have a booking for $9,000. Okay. And like, that's when the light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. And it was like for a 30-day booking. I'm just like, dude, this is insane. She was right the whole time. Like, why have I not been looking at short-term rentals like sooner? So then after that, it just was a snowball effect and kept on like rolling the dice. And I tried to, um, originally I was just focusing on West Palm, but I wanted to like branch out and see if I could find like a better spread for my numbers. So that brought me down to like Hollywood. And um, honestly, that probably didn't end up working out. And then I entered Tampa. That property is doing great. But like, it's just trial and error. At the end totally. Of the yeah. So I actually, I have two properties uh, mm-hmm. in the West Palm area. Okay. Uh, that got one in October of 2021 yeah. and one in February, March, uh, mm-hmm. or yeah, March 2022. Okay. And um, yeah, I, uh, I want to get into, well, your transition to leveraging other people's properties. Mm-hmm. But first, as you know, you guys know who everyone who tunes in, um, I probably once an episode kind of like rip on Florida, <laughs> um, you know, for a multitude of reasons. So I want to take take the time okay. to, you know, be consistent on, on that front. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we got properties and, um, you know, things the first year, like absolutely mm-hmm. crushed, uh, yep. like insanely, insanely good. Uh, but then, you know, a couple of things, one, like on an expense side, mm-hmm. the insurance premiums in Florida yeah. have gone kibbutz, which like on it, when I underwrite, I don't underwrite for insurance premiums, doubling, tripling, quadrupling yeah. and, you know, being, not knowing what they're going to be next year. Yeah. Uh, in addition, Florida's gotten, you know, South Florida in particular, mm-hmm. like it's gotten pretty competitive. Yeah. You know, like we were like, when I, we launched our property, I was like, we got the nicest property in this yeah. entire area. Like mm-hmm. we're com- competing against uncle Bob. Yeah. But I was like, dang, uncle Bob, he, he balled out on this next one. Yeah. You know, they, he saw the income. He's yeah. like, dude, I'm not a little cat anymore. Well, like, all right, yeah. we got to put the putt putt in. Yeah. And we got, I was joking with uh, mm-hmm. Taylor um, and Sabrina at TechVester, who's, podcast i think maybe the precursor to this one uh, okay. depending on the order but they came in like to uh south like south like they came into southwest florida and southeast florida yeah. and i'm like looking at my area mm-hmm. and i keep seeing like sabrina's listings pop on tech Vizor, they just they make such good listings yeah, like yeah, they, they, they pimp out their properties but i was like all right that yeah. that explains so yeah florida is like for us has been like our steepest mm-hmm. things are still good you know we bought it you know 500 making 100 like it's still yeah but it was they were crushing like they yeah. were so that being said, like, mm-hmm. ha- have you seen Florida get more competitive? And Dude, this crazy. Like, you, I mean, every point that you just made is completely true. Like interest rates shot up uh, or not interest rates shot up all across the board. But insurance prices yeah, have also gone up. Yeah, exactly. So insurance is like the biggest factor that people don't take into account or they should be taking into account. Because if you don't shop around for your insurance, like I, I know some people that are paying like $20,000 like a year in insurance for short-term rentals, which oh, does not make sense. Yeah, like like I, uh, I always shop around my insurance. So my insurance for my short-term rentals and liability coverage is somewhere usually sitting around like $500 a month. And like I have a big enough spread where it makes sense. But uh, you made a good point about um, home prices like going up in Florida. Um, so there's a pro and another con- there, there, there's a pro and a con to that as well. So the the con to that is like, it's harder to enter that market right now and like make the spread that you were making in 2020, 2021. But at the same time, like in my opinion, South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, uh, West Palm Beach has like a huge appreciation play right now. Oh yeah. I think Miami, sure. and you, you should not be buying on appreciation only. 
But like, if you think long term, like Miami, in my opinion, I think is going to end up turning into LA. So those home prices are just getting like ridiculous. Like there's so many issues with affordable housing now in Miami that people are literally um, getting these sheds from Home Depot, putting them in their backyard and charging $1,500 like a month to rent that. So if you think about that, and they can't keep building, there, there's nowhere else to be able to build in Miami. Yeah, so we've got ocean. Let's yeah. do some uh, Dubai yeah. type stuff and pour some sand on the water. Yeah, exactly. But if you can make your numbers like make sense from um, a design perspective, if you're spending like, for example, I hired is Bridget, bitch. I think you know Bridget, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I hired her for my last property. And as long as you have the money to be able to spend on design, you can make those numbers work. And then in the long run, you'll get that appreciation play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm not trying to scare people. And I've yeah. seen new properties pop yeah. up that are crushing it. Yeah. You just do have to yeah. set them up like extremely well. Yeah. Like there's no, no setting up a plain Jane property yeah. in Florida. Like you have to make it yeah. Really, really, really stand out. But either way, so what I want to like kind of transition now is, yeah. is to co-hosting. So you start yeah. what well, what was the point when you started managing? And frankly, I mean, when you're co-hosting, you don't things like this yeah. you just don't even have to care about. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent right. So co-hosting probably started like a little over a year and a half ago. And um I was just um I was just doing my own thing. And then I had somebody just randomly reach out to me and say, Hey, look, would you uh consider managing like a property? And I was just like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll take a look at it. Completely gutted place, two bedroom, two bath condo, uh, no HOA um, like restrictions. And you could walk to the beach. And so that property was doing $110,000. And I was making 20% off the top. So I was just like, hey, this kind of makes sense. Like, no down payment, no design. Uh, interest rates are going up. Uh, no cash out of my pocket. So I was just like, dude, this, this is a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I was... Um, I was really good at like finding, I was really good at finding clients, but I didn't enjoy the management side of it, the operation side of it, because at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Sure. So my background originally was in sales and wealth management. So um, I ended up finding my my business partner, Hannon Kim. Uh, I'm not sure if you met Hannon, but um, she, uh, she runs all the operations and all the day-to-day. And I've been able to develop these funnels over the past like year and a half to like be able to like have... Uh, she was there last night. Right? Yeah, 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 she was yeah, there yeah, last yeah, night. we hung out. Yeah, 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 all right, cool, cool. So I've been able to develop these funnels to figure out a way to have clients organically find me as well as do some cold outreach and target larger property managers um, and convert them from their ma- their current management over to my manager. That's what allowed us to scale. And, so that, and that's what we want to get into because that's, yeah. that's, that's the juice. It's how, yeah. how do we get... <clears throat> co-host clients how do you how did you get co-host clients yeah initially and then Mm -hmm. how do how do we get them today yeah absolutely so like how i scaled so quickly i scaled to 13 clients in 60 days and that was just strictly through targeting vicasta and evolve clients so i found a data engineer that could pull the um pull the um the addresses for those actual owners Mm -hmm. so once you have those addresses you can then skip trace those addresses get those phone numbers get those mailing addresses get those email addresses and then you can sub these funnels where they either get like a postcard and if you're just starting your business and you have a very luxury property that you're targeting like what i always recommend to people is like put like a photo of like you and your family or you and your dog if you don't have a significant other your story build on those like sell your story uh, part keys um but honestly in my opinion what converts the best is just honestly getting on a phone call with somebody asking them how their experience is getting yeah. with Vacasa, mm-hmm. Evolve, Turnkey. And 80% of the time, it's negative. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> they're, they're, they yeah. are, they are warm. Dude, it's so <laughs> hot because they have no idea that you're out there, that you're available. You're, you're a boutique property manager because, and that you'll actually yeah. talk to them. Yeah. You'll have okay. a conversation and adjust yeah. their, and that's, pra- and pricing. that's generally their um, pain point is that yeah. they haven't been able to get like someone on the phone. Exactly. Like 100%. they haven't been able to get their Dude. property manager who they're paying 30% yeah. to. 
to like respond to the issues Dude. that they're dealing with. So just by you yeah. talking to them, yeah, you are already like 100%. alleviating. Dude, and the biggest thing is is that what they're not doing, and if they don't if they don't fix this, they're going they're going under, man. Um, I talked to a client three days ago. They didn't have a single booking for January. In Florida. Not in Florida. Thank I, God. I was like, that is <laughs> not in that's Florida, bad. thank God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. damn. I'll be honest. Um, no, it was in it was in uh, the Smoky Mountains. But although, I mean, if you look at price labs, I mean the markets can support like fifty five percent, like even in low season. So keeping that in mind, I mean, like, you have no bookings, you should at least have half of that, which would be like fifteen days out of the year or out of the month. And they didn't have that. It's just it's just kind of like sad if you really think about like, all right, you're supposed to be providing the service and this value and then you're not getting anything in return. Yeah. This is messed up. And guys, just to contextualize kind of like where we are right now, we are mm. literally sitting in a glass box <laughs> at this conference and people are, I guess there's a break or something. We were just staring just at us. Out and staring at us like we're, like we're in a zoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not real people. Oh, here comes another one. Here yeah, comes another one. <laughs> like we're being exhibited right now. Oh, oh, this is kind of funny. But all yeah. right, back to your point. So you were able to skip trace, um, yeah. you know, high warm leads yeah uh, via vacasa uh, evolve, evolve. Tur- turnkey okay is that yeah. a strategy you're still doing today or yeah so i'll still use it today like what i'll do is like once a month i'll go on this website see if any new sexy properties came on the market and then i'll reach out to them yeah um so you can that's the best you way like sexy properties. yeah because like, <laughs> yeah. you can you can filter like on their website like pool hall four bedrooms five sure. bedrooms like they can keep the shit like the bad properties man they, yeah, they can keep yeah. those to themselves mm-hmm. um but so that allowed me to scale in the beginning. Uh, what I did now is I built these organic funnels. Like, so a marketing company will reach out to you and ask you to pay like $3,000, $5,000 to do your SEO. Don't do that. You can honestly just do it yourself. So if you just uh, build like a Wix website with keywords like Airbnb property management and implement some Google reviews as well, it'll drive you in the Google algorithm to page one. So just to give you an idea for like West Palm, Airbnb property management, I'm number six on page one, and I've never spent any money on SEO yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like implementing those small little things. Just making like, making a website for each location you're in. Yeah, exactly. And just call it, you know, Fort Lauderdale Airbnb management.com yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, and then putting a Google a Google yeah. address. Yeah. Get I mean that when you do the Google address, do you need to get somewhere in that city to like pick up the because you Google sends like a code. So like a mail, like a, a mailbox. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. Yeah. So you need that too. But you can get a, um, what's it called? Like a remote location where you pay yeah. like $100 like a month and then that can be like your address. I've done that before. Um, so it doesn't cost that much. And then you get mail sent there too. So God, so we're getting into the nitty gritty tangible mm-hmm. ways to yeah. build your cost. So do you just get calls or emails or form submissions on these on these yeah, websites. Yeah. So I always have my email address, my phone number, and then like a form submission uh, page. So like sometimes people will call me and it'll pop up on like my my uh my because I use Google Voice, so it'll pop up when like a potential new client is calling me so I know how to answer. And then like a key thing that a lot of people don't think about is um if you call back within like the first two to three minutes, your conversion of converting them from a prospect to a client goes up like 5x yeah and people don't think about Cause that because right? it's warm on their mind exactly you know so because they might forget like did mm-hmm. i reach out to you did i maybe i did maybe yeah. i didn't you call them back quick they're like oh wow yeah 100 like, percent. and also again it's that really that pain point i mean this is why i think it's like and i'm mm-hmm. excited for folk really to sit in like again like i i think like the 25 property under management like world yeah, is a really, 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 really good world to live in. Like mm-hmm. comparatively to 
all the different businesses out there and, you know, ways you can yeah. quit your job um, because you can give that individual attention. Yeah. You know, if you're managing three, 400 properties, mm -hmm. you've got to hire people under you. You've got to yeah. get your owners into the Slack channels and yeah. create a process for them to like deal with your queries. Mm -hmm. But really at that 25, like you can pretty much deal with like, yeah. or keep those relationships yeah. warm and, uh, you know, alleviate a tend to their issues as well as, you know, get, great cash flow you know you're not having i was talking to someone yesterday with like 310 properties uh well for uh, syed he's total beast uh yeah he's been on the podcast syed latif uh but you know at 310 you just like you deal with like more yeah there's just more things happen you no know? you're right like, dude there's more headache on the day-to-day -day. So, uh, what's it like well i guess you're not on the operation side of yeah. things. you're are you on like the client relationship side of things still yeah so client relationship as well uh for example like i what a good advice for you guys, if you're like having owners text you and call you, try to get everything to go through an actual email address, like an info at your your company's URL, whatever you want to call it. Because like, for example, like we're in Nashville right now. If I'm getting texts from an owner, yeah. I might miss it and then sure. they're frustrated. So totally. Just like tell them, hey, like send an email here. Once somebody from our team will get back to you within yeah. like 24 hours. Yeah. It's just like and that's what you got to do as you yeah. scale. Like sometimes yeah. owners are with you on day one. Yeah. And they're used to like being able to like text you yeah. or call you. And then you like put them in like a, a group with like yeah. your team, mm -hmm. you know, then they, they still text you and, and you tell them over and over, Hey, just send an email. But this is faster. Like it needs to get handled faster is what they like. Sometimes the reply. Well, and, like, and yeah. just to be frank, they want, yeah. you know, and some, I mean, frankly, like some owners yeah. don't want to ever talk to you. Like they literally yeah. just like, hey, you do your thing and mm -hmm. send me that monthly, monthly report. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I just want to make sure I have confidence that yeah. the money will hit my account. Yeah. And other than that, we're good. But then, yeah. you know, frankly, this is like an emotional mm -hmm. people, especially like South Florida. These, yeah. A lot of people, I'm assuming they're vacation homes. Yeah, yeah, you would think so, but like that's an investor. Yeah, it's, it's mainly an investors now. Like some people, you'll get like uh, vacation homes, which those are the best clients to actually have. You want to target uh, the second homeowners, vacation homes, but like the people that I found that are like investors do are like the highest like HMOs because they're always focused on their bottom line. So they're always digging into the 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 end of the month uh, spreadsheets that you send them. Um, they want to know how their revenue management is going. Like they're in it for the actual money. So yeah. there can be more headaches whenever you see those um, too. So I try to stay away from them. If you're trying to like just build like something like a little bit more passive and not that much effort, try to just focus on the second homeowners. Yeah, because they're yeah. just like, all right, they're taking care of things. Yeah. We're getting some supplemental income. Yeah. Yeah. So really like defining the type of customer you want to work with mm -hmm. is super important. But ultimately, getting leads and deal flow is super important. So what other, are there any other tips or advice yeah. you have? And I see we got uh, Sean Rekovich from Airbnb Automated um, standing outside uh, our glass. He's not looking at us, but... Uh, oh, okay. Cool. I've, I've seen that guy's stuff. Uh, he's one of the OG... Yeah, he did. He was doing Airbnb YouTube like way back in the day before even anybody thought about Airbnb, it seems like. Yeah, he was the, pretty much the first one who yeah. started talking about 100%. it. And uh, yeah, he has a big YouTube YouTube channel, Facebook group. Yeah. Has a big, large beard right now, too, from, <laughs> from what I'm seeing, as well as a ponytail. There you go. I think he may have just came here from like Tulum or something. Yeah, dude, living the life. Dude, I love Tulum. I love Tulum. But hey, let me uh, jump back on topic. All right, on top. Uh, Sorry, we're a little <laughs> distracted as there's literally hundreds of people just walking in front yeah. of us. Um, all good. Yeah, man. So I think a big thing that a lot of people don't think about is their relationships, right? So you can build pretty solid relationships in your uh, actual market because there's a lack 
of value that agents are portraying to uh, real estate or real or real estate buyers that are looking to get into short term rentals. So a lot of people have no idea how to run their numbers. So maybe they've heard of AirDNA. They plug it into the calculator, say, "Hey, look, you may be able to potentially." make, I don't know, $5,000 a month on this property. And then the agent's selling that and then they buy the actual property and they're not making 5,000, maybe they're making 3,000, so on and so forth. So I think if you can portray um, value to real estate agents, mortgage brokers on the front end, as well as the back end, I think that can organically lead to you to more clients in the future. So send them BNB Calc branded report. There you go. So what what you do is you uh you you go to their actual office, give them a presentation to all their agents, show them how to actually run their numbers effectively, and say, hey, look, if you have any questions whenever you're looking for an actual property, feel free to send me an email. I'm happy to walk through that with you. And then on the back end, whenever that owner closes on the actual property, they need a manager. That agent is then referring it over to you, and then you're then giving them a referral fee of $500 to $1,000. So you're adding value on the front end, teaching them how to run their numbers, and then you're adding the value on the back end by giving them a referral fee. Bribing. Yeah, Brian, exactly. great way to do. Exactly, that's one of the most proven proven methods in, in the history of business. Yeah, so if you can just get in, that's the thing. People are scared to get in front of like agents and real estate brokerages. If you can actually do that, that's like another way that can can consistently feed you traffic without you spending any money. So send them B and B calc, put some branding on it, and then go about it that way. Awesome. Well, that yeah. So okay, so you've got you know the, the, this funnel. You're you're getting leads galore. Yeah. Uh, so, how how do you, uh, your business partner? Uh, she's amazing. Uh, we mm. had you know lengthy conversation yesterday. Yeah. How do you guys like for those folk out there who you know either have a business partner, they're looking to partner? Like, what do you? How do you? I think you. What I've gathered is like you know what you're good at. Mm-hmm. You know you're good. Your sales guy present. Yeah. You know you present yourself well. You have swaggy outfits. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, so when you show up at the realtors, you know, realtors are very, yeah. uh, they're very, um, I think appearances are very important to realtors. Yeah, so, so you definitely. present, present well. Um, so like, you know what you're good at. Yeah. And so how do you, how'd you find a partner who kind of complemented yeah. your skills? Yeah, dude. So one thing I want to touch on uh, first is like a lot of people in the beginning, whenever they're thinking about going to like a partnership, they usually just go into or partnership with their best friend. And they don't really think about the skill sets that each individual person have, like, what do they have? And what do you have? And then how does that work together? So with me, like, in the very beginning, I was just like, I just realized, hey, look, like, I don't enjoy operations. I'm not good at operations. You've been doing Airbnb since 2015. I got in like 2019, 2020, if you will. Um, so 2015, my 2015, wow, real OG. Yeah, dude. She was like back in the day. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't even know about Airbnb in 2015. <laughs> I was still in high school. Um, but 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 yeah, man. So just just understanding what the other person is good at and what you're not good at. And if you can combine that, that's the only time that you could sh- that you should start and build a partnership. If you can't mash those two things together, if they're you're you're both not adding value to each other, there's no reason to get into that partnership at all. Got you it. Know? So so she compliments she's more operational. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If think about it, man, if you've been doing Airbnb for I don't know, 10 years. I mean, you probably probably know a few things. It was a little more <laughs> difficult back then because there's so much less technology too. Mm-hmm. So honestly, yeah, things man. have gone to the point pretty easy uh, in terms of operating. Again, you know, there's levels to it. 25 yeah. or 5 versus 10 versus 25 versus yeah. 100. Exactly. But in my opinion, a lo- even a lot easier than it was two years ago Yeah, to manage yeah. properties at scale. Yeah, dude, that's that's a huge thing too. Like new technology is coming out every single day and um, it's allowing us to leverage it and make 
uh, co-hosting our Airbnb property management more passive, which is what I love, man. And then one thing that a lot of people uh, don't think about with like co-hosting. So I had two people reach out to me the other day. They were trying to find new clients um, to acquire for co-hosting. I was just like, hey, like, how's it been going so far uh, with you? Like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, just like somebody found me through uh, my social media or something. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like we went through the whole process. I helped them like set up the design or whatever. And then they decided to go with Vacasa at the end of the day. I'm just like, well, you're lacking the sell skills. Like you should be assuming the sell and then guiding them in the process to close the well, actual also, deal. if you're helping them set up a property, I know, right? you better have the deal inked or be yeah. charging a hefty enough setup fee 100%. to make that worth your while. Yeah. That's what I always tell people is like, yeah. you got to charge a setup fee. Because yeah. really, on frankly, the setup of the property takes a is the most time. intensive part. And, you know, setting up the listing, yeah. syncing it to your property management system, mm -hmm. syncing it to your dynamic pricing software, yeah. coming up with the revenue management strategy, mm -hmm. like on the front end is the most work. So yeah. if you help someone through that entire process, yeah. you charge for it. Yeah. You definitely charge for it. I mean, I've had people, you know, yeah. people I work with ask me, hey, do I like front some of the, you know, front some of the furniture purchases mm -hmm. because whatever they're having, you know, their card or whatever issues. I'm like, no. Yeah, they no, pay for it. Dude. They pay you, or you you like you know coordinate yeah. them paying vendors to do everything. Like you I could, do I couldn't imagine. Look, it's the car was walking by right now. Hey, hey, this is a. Uh, oh, they didn't. Sarah, Sarah didn't even notice. Uh, she's she's <laughs> laser focused. Damn, she's walking she's right in. in. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like, all right, so if you're if you're a co-host and you're trying to get new clients, or maybe you had one or two clients reach out to you, you need to guide them in the process. Like, assume that you are the market expert in your ideal market, market industry expert. If you do that, you guide them on the call, tell them, all right, this is what happens. I'm going to determine if you fit my brand and then I may bring you on. If you come at it that way, they're going to want to work with you so much more. If you're coming at it from a scarcity mindset that, hey, I want you to work with me, I want you to hit, constantly following up with them, that's where you end up losing the sell and they go to like a shitty manager like Vacasa. Again, the reason they go with Vacasa is because Vacasa has their marketing and their sales down to a T. They just can't deliver on the actual service that they provide so just be confident in yourself you guys that's the biggest thing um and learn how to guide them in the actual cell yeah and i and be the expert i think that's mm. something you've touched yeah. on before but being an expert and being confident because mm. frankly they don't they don't know what they're doing yeah uh, ultimately so if you're able to just exude hey i i know what i'm doing i've got a hand on this and you don't even you don't need a portfolio you don't need a yeah. single listing to kind of in this space become a quote-unquote like expert yeah, uh, that's the nature it's a new enough space where anyone i mean i'm you're an expert i'm an expert and yeah. a couple of years ago we literally had no no clue yeah, about anything i don't even know what an airbnb was man. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i listed on verbo first i actually didn't yeah. even know what airbnb was yeah um so okay awesome so what is your pro tip for someone uh for those for those listening who want to you know get after it and, and yeah. really grow something cool yeah i think the biggest thing is man and i'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard this is just take action right in the very beginning beginning. Uh, it's going to be scary to, to start anything new, but success loves speed. The sooner that you start, the sooner you start throwing shit out the actual wall, the sooner things start sticking and you get more comfortable comfortable as well as confident and you'll just continue growing your business or starting your business. So just get out there, take that action, make that first phone call, targeting a Casa client or start your website, get in front of a real estate agent. Because um, the sooner that you start, the sooner that you're going to get to your end result and the happier that you're going to be that she did it in the beginning. Awesome. And that's all we want. We want to be happy. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. Awesome. Well, how can folk find you? Stay tuned with your journey.
Yeah, man. Feel free to uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Austin underscore underscore Palacios. A-U-S-T-I-N underscore underscore and then P-A-L-A-C-I-O-S. Maybe dude. I have to look at my Instagram and see who I'm following or something yeah. to, to find that yeah, one. Yeah, dude. It's, it's crazy, bro. Because like I moved my handles around so much back in the day and then I tried to go back to the original one and it was gone. So I snaked it from me. So now I got two underscores. <laughs> I, I bought all the Austin. Uh, I'm, I'm not letting him know. Uh, we, can, we can work a deal out. Dude. I'll, I'll give you your handles back. Dude, dude, I'm willing to pay, man. Just let me know a price. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll negotiate. Off, yeah. off, offline. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All awesome, right. man. Well, thank you so much for coming today, and yeah. everybody listening. Uh, stay tuned to the next episode of the Short Term Rental Pros Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Short Term Rental Pros Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, leave us a five-star rating, like, comment, and share this with someone you know that wants to invest in short-term rentals.